from Cape Town. This is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. In fact, this morning we're focusing on energy and uh, home safety is important and to prioritize effective education and awareness raising uh, for low-income energy users, including information about energy efficiency, efficiency, safety and tampering, vandalism and theft. We have none other than the Executive Director of Energy and Climate Change Directorate, Kadri Nasib, with us this morning to give us more information. Assalamualaikum to you, Kadri, and a warm welcome. Um, what are some of the top safety tips for households? And we're looking especially during this time when you know there's an increase in um, the, 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 the um, electricity, but also we're looking at low-income households as well already suffering and, you know, suffering more unfortunately. Absolutely. You know, there was a recent case in the media with a newlywed couple in Johannesburg that were electrified due to a faulty uh, electrical wiring where the shower taps actually uh, electrocuted both of them. And that's just a reminder, I think, to us of the dangers uh, around faulty wiring in particular. And where you find this most commonly is with illegal connections. And so, you know, with the increased prices of electricity, we all experience it. But the reality is that many people resort to illegal connections and meter tampering as a way of bypassing the system. And unfortunately, we've seen in many instances now that the community members get affected through this illegal connections in many ways. First of all, vandalism and theft results in a lack of public lighting, particularly areas that are more prone to, to, to criminal activity. Secondly, we have had extremely unfortunate cases of electrocution, uh, in particular minors that come into contact with uh, in particular stay wires that are now livened. It is a huge risk to the population. And so we're asking the communities to also just be aware of these illegal connections, report them to us. We will come and remove them. <clears throat> In the cases where cables have been stolen, particularly around street lighting, we're asking yes. the public to report that. There's a number for that, which is 0800-222-771. The city is offering a reward up to 5,000 rand for information that leads to the successful conviction and of those that are involved in, in cable theft. And because we understand the impact that this has on our communities, there's also a huge cost to the city of having to replace all of this cabling. And for this year, up to now, up until June, you know, we already incurred a uh, cost up to about 24 million just to repair cabling that's been stolen. And that's money that should be spent elsewhere in the communities to improve quality of life. Well, I and then when you look with, yeah, when you look within the home, and you ask yourself, okay, well, where are the improvements that need to be made? All exposed wiring needs to be dealt with. Uh, overloading of sockets is a common problem that leads uh, to fires, to short circuits within the household. The use of alternative fuels now that electricity pricing is problematic for many people. We see increases in paraffin-related incidences such as fires, ingestion by children, etc., and these need to be considered very carefully. Okay. So coming back to the city, what um, other interventions is the city doing to mitigate the risk of fires and enhance the uh, safety? So it's a big issue for us because uh, we do periodically offer, uh, through our sub-councils, access to information around the safe uh, utilization of electricity. 
Uh, now with COVID, of course, it's been somewhat problematic to have direct face-to-face interventions. So we'll be looking at expanding the range of information that can be made available to households and make it accessible through different platforms so that at least community members then will have insights into the safe handling of electricity as well as what to do to prevent fires. And I've already mentioned some of those things that one must consider. And also where we'll be going further is just to enhance the, the tips on how to save energy in the household, which is also an important consideration for everybody right now. I think that brings us to the next question, basically, on, you know, giving tips on how to um, save electricity, perhaps, or use electricity sparingly. Absolutely. And, you know, we all feel the pressure right now of, of electricity prices, and the city has done its utmost to reduce that impact. Of course, we at the moment, we're very vulnerable to pricing because we buy almost all our electricity from ESCOM, so we have to make sure that we pass on only what we have to pass on and absorb the rest of that uh, cost within the system. So we're asking residents, I think, to also play their part and to use energy more sparingly, but use it also more strategically. So, for example, if you're going away for the weekend, make sure that you switch your keys off. There's no need to have hot water when no one's using it for the weekend. At the same time, also to only use the water that you need for making tea or coffee. Use only the water that you need in your kettle. You know, eating uh, water that you don't use immediately is also a waste. And thermal energy is where you have your biggest problems. So whether it's cooking or space heating or, or water heating, that's where the biggest consumers are. So, for example, even now when we talk about winter season and most people would like to use their heaters, three-bar heaters in particular consume a lot of electricity. Best thing for us to do now, either stay warm using your blankets or if you have gas, use your gas. Make sure you have adequate ventilation. We've just spoken about fire risks, but also there's a risk of inhalation of the fumes coming off gas, so you must just make sure you use it in a properly ventilated area. But one thing, and that would be a useful way of cutting down on your space heating costs for electricity. Make sure your lighting that you use in your house has all been changed to LED lighting. The old conventional incandescents are being phased out in any case, but still there are people that are using inefficient lights, and so we're asking people to please convert to energy-efficient lighting. So Make just sure the, that you're, yeah, can, sorry? I, can I ask the question here, um, Kadri, mm. you, you've mentioned mm. purchasing just the right amount from ESCOM. Does that mean mm. that when the city supplies um, you know, the customer, it becomes more expensive because the city is the middleman between ESCOM and, 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 and the consumer? No, actually, what, yeah, what it does, yeah, because we are a middleman in essence, but remember, we also provide you with the infrastructure to your door. So for the areas that the city of Cape Town supplies directly, all the infrastructure that brings that power to your meter is supplied by the by the council, not by ESCOM, for example. So we're not just a middleman. We actually are a provider. Uh, and as we go forward, the city is going to be looking more and more at securing its own supply of electricity. Initially, it will be from independent power producers, but eventually it will also be generated by the city itself. And, of course, the expectation is that we're able to pass on lower increases than you would otherwise have received via ESCOM. So that's really the benefit that we're targeting is actually minimizing the impact to the customer. Mm. But yes, you're right. Where we have ESCOM supplied electricity, we have to add on a markup to that to cater for the services that we provide. Bearing in mind, the city does all the street lighting within the city.
So all of that has to be recovered at the end of the day from the tariff as well. So these are all the elements uh, that go into looking at the pricing of electricity. Okay. So what impact does illegal connections, tampering and theft and vandalism have on the households? Well, at the end of the day, when we, when we, where we find illegal connections, mainly in informal settlements in areas that are not properly electrified, uh, mainly because the land is contested or they're living in areas which cannot be electrified for safety reasons, you will find that illegal connections are, are, are then more prevalent and they usually will uh, make these connections to the closest formal settlements. And so that impacts upon houses um, that are in the, in, 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 in the immediate vicinity of the informal settlement. And usually what will happen is they will connect to the nearest transformer or overhead line or to the kiosks themselves. And those will eventually then uh, short out that uh, particular point of supply mainly because it's overloaded. Mm-hmm. So and that overloading will happen, particularly in winter. So the reality is it will impact on other homeowners. Now, the cost of that infrastructure must be carried by the city. Yes. Ultimately, what will happen is that the city would have to raise prices in order to cater for replacing that infrastructure. And that will hit the pockets of the community members. And this is what we are also trying to avoid is make sure we keep the price of electricity as low as we, as we practically can. Okay. So just a question. We're looking at, you know, the purchasing of electricity, that is your prepaid meter, and then we're looking at people still having the old box that the meter needs to be read. Is there a difference with regards to um, the levies or the cost of the electricity? Would, be, would it be the same? Because people often think that if you have a box um, and you have to purchase your electricity, it is more expensive than having, uh, you know, the meter being read or you phoning in to have your meter um, to, uh, to send your, your reading um, to the city? There's absolutely no difference uh, in terms of tariffing. Where the tariff differences do come in is depending on the category of customer that you are. Mm-hmm. So if you're an indigent or customer that um, makes application for a lifeline tariff, then you go on to a special subsidized uh, tariff, uh, and that is renewed annually, and it's con- completely dependent upon your income uh, and your the valuation of your property and your consumption. So even within that tariff, if your consumption exceeds, um, let's say, 450 kilowatt hours uh, monthly, you'll move on to a slightly higher tariff. Uh, we have other domestic, two other domestic tariffs for residents, and those are also dependent upon the value of your property. But it does not depend on whether you postpaid or prepaid. It's purely dependent upon the valuation of your property. So the fixed charge, which is applicable on the home user tariff, is for properties that are in excess of a million, and has absolutely nothing to do with whether you're prepaid or postpaid. Okay, so we, who do you report to when um, you mentioned earlier on also cable th- uh, cable theft, which is becoming rife within communities? And I think, you know what, uh, um, in our area where we are, it, it's happening all the time as well. So who do you report to? So there is a special cable theft number that the city has made available, which is 0800 222 In addition, there are also existing contact numbers for the city. Those are on WhatsApp. There are SMS numbers. They can make use of landline numbers. They can make use of the website to also bring that to our attention. And we will be going live with various other tools in the, in the, in the coming months just to assist the community to be able to report that one of them is going to be a city app 
Um, City App will be launched in the next month or so. It'll have a different name. I'm just calling it City App for now. Okay. But residents will be able to, from the comfort of their home and from the safety of their home, be able to tell us of illegal activity that is intended to damage uh, uh, public infrastructure. And so we'll be able to respond to that quite effectively and also to push information to the public about planned maintenance in your area, also about load shedding when it's imminent and when it's going to affect you directly. So we're trying to put all that information together in in the form of an app that you register for it and you get only the information that you're looking for. And thereafter, as I said to you, we're inviting the public to please use the existing channels and a dedicated number for cable theft to just please report it. And as I said, there is a reward uh, on the basis of a successful conviction, but nevertheless, it is there as an incentive to the public to assist us. Kadri, when one looks at um, you know the services as well, and you've mentioned uh, the toll-free number, um, SMS that you'll share with us as well, and there's emails. These are all are they all automated? And do we wait for a response from the city because I know when you call the numbers and with regards to COVID nineteen, not many people being in offices, unfortunately, um, does it stagger the services a little bit? Yes, it does. In fact, during COVID, um, we had obviously people trying to formulate a new future of work in terms of where they operate from. So call centers in particular were affected um, during uh, during COVID. We had a number of cases, positive cases coming out of our call centers. So those ones are the critical ones for us um, because that's the direct line that people have to the cities, to the call centers. And so we've had to then obviously make sure that we can stagger work times for them at the same time as ensure that not everybody is operating at the centralized call centers at the same time just to minimize exposure. I think now that we're in the wave, the expectation is that we are going to have to see more and more incidences like that where people are affected. Um, At the same time, the city of Cape Town is now trying to centralize its one the one call center for emergencies um, just to make sure that it's a lot easier for the public um, to be able to to contact us if they have one call center that they have to work through. And so that is being uh, developed at present right now. Indeed. Kadri, we say big shukran for being with us this morning and sharing this valuable information with our listeners. We want to wish you all the best. Stay warm and stay safe. Assalamu alaikum to you. Wa alaikum salam. From Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM.